0: يا مجيب السائلين سكن الليل ونا Welcome to Swiss Cast. This is a special edition. This is the babysitting edition. I'm sure all of you who know, you have kids, you do the tag team, night and evening tag team, where one takes the night, one takes the morning, and then for the rest of the day, it's basically like, you know, WrestleMania. Well, today we have a special guest, MashaAllah, MashaAllah, and that is I am babysitting my my baby daughter. And it's fitting because what we're going to talk about today is love, healthy love and unhealthy love in light of the Mawlid of the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. And for those of you who don't celebrate the Mawlid don't get cathartic because we may differ on the Mawlid but we all agree that we love the Messenger of Allah Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. Allahumma zidna hubba sallallahu and we're going to do that through a really beautiful poem part of a poem written by one of my favorites ahmed shoki who i've talked about here before uh on swisscast who wrote a poem called or composed a poem called nadja burda and in this poem the reason i love it is have you ever looked back at your life or look at your life now and examined like the things that you love that may not be healthy the things that you and I may be attached to which aren't necessarily good for us and how we as Muslims understand unhealthy love is anything that's going to harm our hereafter and harm those closest to us in this life, right? So harm our hereafter and then harm our circle of influence, our family, you know, and people like that. And what he does in this poem is he follows, and this is a tribute to the Burda of Imam al-Busayri, uh, rahimahullah, what he does in this poem is, is what many of the early early poets did, and that even before the time of the Prophet wasalam, But this carries over after the time of Sayyidina Muhammad Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. That when they would talk about love, they would always begin talking about an object of love which was unhealthy, like Qays, Qifa Nabki min dhikri Habibin wa bi Liwa bayna You know. Uh, in, in one of, he's one of the early famous poets before the time of the prophet he uh, begins his poem saying let let us all sit together and mourn my beloved so he begins to talk about the object of his affection and love and so on and so forth islamic poets carried on this tradition but what they did is they identified these things as unhealthy attachments and then they would talk about their own personal awakening and then the emancipation of their love from the uh, cheap material and then redirecting that love to good. So Ahmed Shoki, what he does is he talks about as a metaphor, something which is seen as pure and worthy of his love, his attachment to it, how it breaks him down and destroys him. And then he realizes as a Muslim that this has all been a lie. This has all been fiction. And then he has this awakening. And then he makes Toba. And then he turns back to Allah. And then he sees the only salvation that will carry him across the ocean of this dunya is the Messenger of Allah, sallallahu alaihi wasallam. Following Safinat tan najah, Sayyidina Rasulillah sallallahu alaihi So he, he he writes this poem in that way, and he's like incredibly vulnerable. So he begins, he says, You know, he says, on this plain, al is like a plain, right? Like a flat area of land, uh, which is up high. Between a tree, there rested a white gazelle. And the white gazelle here is a metaphor for something that he loved, that he thought was harmless, and he thought was pure. So... You have to kind of picture it this way: something that he thought was good for him. Uh, And he said, "But this gazelle, this innocent object that I thought I could love, because we've all fallen into loving things which aren't necessarily good for us, right? And we 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 deemed it worthy of our love because we thought it was harmless." So he says, "But this thing which I thought was harmless and pure." actually has shed my tears, caused me to shed my blood, excuse me, in the sacred months, Ash'uri al And we know that fighting was prohibited and is prohibited during those times. So he's saying that, he's alluding to in the beginning of the poem, something really important that the love of this thing is so dangerous, even though from my vantage point, from my mental uh, analysis of the situation, it actually would cause me to spill blood in the sacred months. So it's not a healthy attachment. And then he says something be- very beautiful. He says, al bi'aini asada," And that this love was like an arrow shot from Qadah. And here, of course, is Sheikh Salim al-Bishri, one of the great scholars of Azhar, MashaAllah, who explained this poem of Shauqi. He said that Shauqi wants to remind us that love is Qadah. Right That good love and bad love are all from Allah, one could be a blessing, one could be a test, so he says, al Qada, which means that Qada shot the arrow with the eye of a calf, a small baby calf again, he is alluding to the fact that this thing that he thought was worthy of his love is like harmless, It's like a baby cow, like a small gazelle, but it shoots the arrow, so in fact, it's dangerous. you can appreciate kind of the Arabic and he says something profound he says that in asada that qada shot the arrow right from the calf which captured a lion so how, how would a how would a how would a lion or or a how would a lion be captured by a calf or a gazelle so what he's saying is like, I'm the lion, and I thought this was an like something that wasn't going to threaten me. It was love, but in fact, it captured me. The love that that I had for these this innocent, seemingly harmless object. That's how we all fall into things, right? We get duped. We overestimate our abilities, so we see ourselves as lions and then the things we attach, our nafs will tell us they're harmless. There's a lot happening in the poem, masha'Allah. So it's very beautiful, meaning that the lion was brought subservient to this seemingly harmless calf. And usually a lion is going to eat a calf, but in this case, the baby calf, the small gazelle, which is the, is the same thing, is unhealthy love, captured a lion and he says you know yes al alqa'i adrik sakin alajami and then he says that to the point that the lion begged for the attention of the calf that the lion begged for the acknowledgement of the seemingly insignificant thing so what he's trying to say is i was captured by it to the point that and here ya is istiratha that I pleaded for it to get to know me. I pleaded for it to draw near for, near to me. I pleaded with it to give me attention. So what has happened to the lion? The lion has become subservient, subhanallah, to this insignificant, seemingly weak object of love. And oftentimes when we love something in an unhealthy way, we don't listen to common sense. So Shauqi says, ma orana حَدَثَتْنِي قَائِلَةً يَا جَنْبَيْكَ مِنَ and as I drew near to this object of love as I began to become attached to it my soul said to itself وَيْحَكْ وَيْحَ يعني be careful be cautious be cautious from this this arrow which is going to afflict you and hit you and injure you which has been cast of course cast by Qadar. And he said, جَحَدْتُهَا وَكَتَمْتُ sahma fi كَبَدِي And I denied, I denied the advice of myself. Oftentimes, we can recognize that we're attached to something which is wrong. When people close to us are saying to us, like, what are you doing, man? Like, what's wrong with you? Stay away from that. Why are you doing that? Or our own, our own soul tries to advise and say, like, this is not something healthy for you. He said, جَحَدْتُهَا I كفرتها, like I didn't believe it, I ignored it, I denied it. Wa to and I hid meaning the elem of the sahm, I hid the pain of the arrow fi kabidi in the in my liver. And this of course is like Arabic rhetoric, meaning I I I hid the pain that this love caused me so deep in my person that it didn't show. No one could see it. And oftentimes that's what happens, right? We're we're in Noxus, Noxus, we're in toxic relationships excuse me and we hide it from others we put it deep into ourselves. that's the sign also of unhealthy love because like if something is healthy mashallah it should be celebrated so he says and then he says that the injury caused by a love to me is not pain. This could have a number of meanings. The first could be like delusion. Where somebody is not paying attention to the pain that love is causing them. Unhealthy love. So, That's not good. right? So, sometimes we suffer for unhealthy love. The other meaning, and this is what he's alluding to as he continues the poem, is that there are certain things which are love for them, should bring about sacrifice. And here of course he's talking about the Messenger of Allah. Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. We know that Sayyidina Umar ibn Khattab, Anhu, he came to the Prophet and he said, Wallahi, I love you more than anything except myself. And then Sayyidina Umar he said the Prophet said to him, Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam you're not going to completely love till you love me more than anything else. Then after a while, No, Omar came back and said, Wallahi, I love you more than even myself. And the Prophet said, Al-an, Al-an, ya Omar, now, now, now. After that was said, we started to see the the Sahaba, they would say, Bi-abi wa-ummi ya Rasulullah. O Messenger of Allah, you know, I would sacrifice my mother and my father for you. I would sacrifice my life for you. Meaning, if they had to choose between good and evil, and associations they would go with the Messenger of Allah وسلم, if their family or if their the objects of their love were taking them away from fulfilling the commands of Allah and His Messenger sallallahu alaihi wasallam. you know there's an interesting story that kind of animates the idea of being delusioned and being in love with things that are unhealthy and that is the story of Majnun ibn Amir which is known as Majnun al- layla And this, of course, is a famous story. You can find really beautiful literature written about this in our tradition, poems. Uh, Shoki himself did like a a theatrical uh, production of this where there was this man who loved someone named Layla. And he loved her so much he became like insane, especially when she married someone else. So his tribe, uh, Banu Amir, they they decided to take him to, to the Kaaba and they ask him, you know, this is a oh, thousand years ago, man. They ask him to cling to the Kaaba and make dua that Allah would cure him of the love he had for Layla. So when they took him to Mecca, he said, Allahumma <laughs> zudni fi Layla hubban. He said, Oh Allah, increase my love for Layla. And then they ask him, Why did you do that? He said, Because, and this is going to sound maybe strange, I'll try to render it in English, to suffer being in love with her. And her not responding to my love is better than to not think about her. Meaning like to be injured from her in my love for her gives me the remembrance of her in a way that makes me happy. Of course, this is unhealthy. The whole point of the story of Majnuna Layla is to parallel that, parallel that to like healthy love. So he, he's saying like to suffer just to think about her and suffer is better than not to think about her at all. The idea, of course, is like that kind of love, that kind of attachment should be only for khairat, for khairat. So, Shauqi, he says, sahma fi You know, I, I denied this love. And and it could be that I denied, excuse me, the advice of my soul and the advice of others that this love was unhealthy. And I hid the pain of this love into the depths of my being. Jurhatul ahibba'i. To suffer from what from what you love, you know, to suffer from what you love, to me, he said, isn't really an injury. And then he talks about those people, his soul and others. He tries to make an excuse. He says, And sometimes people do this, right? Which is, tr- is, is true to a certain point, but they use it to absolve themselves of responsibility. So here what he's saying is another sign of unhealthy love is to use qadah as a alibi. So to invoke qadah, God's plan, as a way to justify my personal decisions in evil. So he says, يَا laimi إِمِي فِي هوا. Oh you who have rebuked me for my passionate attachment and love. hawa قَدَرٌ But hawa, this kind of intense love and attachment, is qadr. Right is what Allah subhanahu wa has 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 measured and deemed for me in my life. And he said, if you if you experienced this same kind of love that I'm experiencing, you would not rebuke me, nor nor would you like, you know, attack me and try to censor me for my love. So Ahmed Shoqi, he begins this poem by talking about. And it's longer. It's like really long. And I hope one day to translate this and teach it to Swiss. But it's a profound, like the first 50 or so lines, man, they're heavy because he goes through the psychology of like Islam's attitude towards love, good attachments, bad attachments, and how it can render a lion, a lion captured by a calf or captured by a small gazelle which is like, what? So number one is like delusion. The second thing is is being unhealthy in how we surrender to things and losing our power and also like seeing ourselves as lions, even though we're not lions. And the third is that we deny advice from ourselves or from others. And then the fourth is that we suffer in unhealthy ways. And then the fifth is that we invoke qadr, As an excuse for our bad behavior. So you can see just in the first few lines. Like he really breaks down kind of the danger of unhealthy attachments and love. And kind of the psychology that's linked to that subhanallah. And as the the poem continues. He begins to then talk about his awakening. And he goes through like a tremendous kind of powerful rumination and introspection. About how he comes out of this love. And then he realizes, as a Muslim, he's been a sinner, and that he needs to turn to Allah Subhanahu Wa Taala. So he says, "Ya nafsudunyaka tuhfi kulla mubkiyati." Ah man, this is incredible. He says, "Oh my soul!" So he begins to speak to himself. So now he's awakened. This is a long way from what we were just explaining in the poem. Like this is a a number of lines down. Yeah, nafsudunyaki tuhfi kulla mubkiyati. Oh, oh my soul, he counsels his soul. Your dunya has hidden everything mubkiyati which causes you to weep. Meaning that the dunya, in reality, is a place which you have to be very careful with because its its foundation is pain. Right, its foundation can make you cry. Wa in bada laki minha husnu ya Allah, and he says, you know. Even if it shows for you from itself the most beautiful smile, so it's like it's like a a gloss, so in reality, the dunya is a source of potential like if someone attaches to it in an unhealthy way, it can become a source of misery, even if it glosses that misery with a beautiful smile, like that's what he's saying. So he's saying like be alert, be careful, understand that the dunya can trick you. As Muslims, we don't see the dunya necessarily as evil, but we understand that the dunya is not permanent and that attachments to it, kun fit dunya ka sabil. be in this life like a traveler or a stranger. That's our understanding of attachment. A traveler, I'm just coming through. You know, I'm not taking a lot of luggage back with me. I'm not picking up a lot of things. I'm just passing by. A stranger is at a higher level, as Imam Ibn Rajab al Hafiz mentions, like the stranger has no place to rest his or her head. So we are like that in dunya. So he's saying, yeah, Oh, oh, soul, be aware of the fact that this dunya hides. Everything that is a source of your anguish, even if in laki minha husnu uh, uh, mubtasami, even if it shows you that it is a place of happiness and a place that brings about the best glee and joy, is like really beautiful. And then he moves on and he begins to talk about his sins, and after his awakening. He gets into And I talked about this In my explanation Of Manazil Asairin Of Imam Al-Harawi You know the first station Is al And after being woke We talked about it here Actually on the podcast Right? Being woke uh, That leads to toba. So now he's gone Through these phases And he's reached the station Where he's detaching From the unhealthy things That's why we say قُلْ أَعُوذُ بِرَبِّ الْفَلَقِ By the way It's not قُلْ أَعُوذُ بِرَبِّ Subh. We don't say, I seek refuge in the Lord of dawn. Falaq is the one that severs things from one another, that breaks things, that detaches. So he says, أعوذ برب Because Allah detaches the day from the night. So Allah, detach me from, from things that are unhealthy. Detach me from things that will detach me from you. Allahu Akbar. So he says, إن as he becomes detached and starts to attach to his Lord, the more that he attaches to his Lord Allah, subhanahu wa ta'ala, the more his awareness of his shortcomings become and he says if my sins have become so intimidating that they cause me to despair from forgiveness li amarunlah I have one hope in God that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will make me and place me in the safe fortress the impenetrable Mu'tasim Mu'tasim, Mu'tasim, excuse me is the impenetrable fortress and who he's talking about here is being with Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa in the hereafter because the love of Muhammad is real That's why Sayyidina Anas ibn Malik used to say Who narrated the hadith The person will be with who he loves Al Ahab, This hadith is sahih He said out of all things in my life And he was one of the last sahabi to die Out of all things in my life After faith This is the most beloved thing to me this statement of the prophet that a person will be with who he loves he said because by allah i love muhammad sallallahu alaihi wasallam my hope is that my love will make me with him we know that one of the sahaba he came to the prophet he said when i'm with you my iman is high when i'm away from you i get sad because i realize i won't be with you in paradise What am I going to do in the process? I wrote a poem about this. You know, my paradise without you is hellfire. I wrote a poem about this Sahabi. Inshallah, one day I can finish it and edit it uh, in Arabic. And then we can, mashallah, we can share it with people. But it's not very good. But just the idea of jannati bidunak, bidunak naru, you know, my my heaven without you is hell. Sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. You know, if if my sins are so great and so intimidating they have jalal that they cause me to despair of forgiveness I have one hope with Allah and يجعل, معتصمي, that he will put me in the best fortress in the hereafter the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam is going to be a fortress for those people so then he says after that Alqa and I have thrown I have cast all my hope the idea of surrendering I have surrendered all my hope when the day of judgment becomes intense on the one who will remove and break out hardships who will break away and cause hardship to cease remove hardship and make it easy in the dunya and the akhira, and when times get hard, and here again he's talking about Sayyidina Muhammad sallallahu alaihi wasallam. Then he he mentions what he will ask for, and this is why his attachment to the prophet is real, his love for the prophet is real, sallallahu alaihi wasallam. إذا خفضت جناح الظل أسأله and when I am broken and humiliated in the hereafter, I will approach, inshallah, my hope, and ask him, lam as'al siwa umami, I will ask the Prophet to intercede for me. I want you just to sit back for a minute and imagine the day of Hashar. Because we know that the Prophet wasallam. The Shafa'ah of Sayyidina Muhammad, the intercessions of the Prophet there are going to be six to seven different kinds. Three to four are specifically only to him, Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. And the one that Ahmad Shauqi is talking about now is called Shafa'atul Uthma, right? Is the great, great, great intercession. And this is found in the narration of many of the scholars of hadith in the Kutub al Sitta and also in the Sahih Bukhari and the sahih of Imam muslim that the prophet sallallahu alaihi wa he he mentions and of course this narration is very powerful because it mentions that on the day of hashar a day in fact the prophet says you know that people reach a state like they're going to reach a state when they're going to be all of humanity all of us are going to be gathered on this plane, and the sun will be right above our heads. And narrations say people will sweat to the ankles, to their knees, people will be drowning in their own sweat until people will no longer be able to handle it, they will no longer be able to carry it. And one of them will say, Let us go and ask someone to intercede for us. And they will go to Sayyidina Adam, they will say, Yeah, Adam, and to al- Bashar, Oh, Adam, you are the father of creation. Khalaqa qall- khalaqa Allah created you and honored you. وَأَمَرَ الملائكة فسجدوا لَكَ And he commanded the angels to prostrate to you And you can see Allah. You can see the situation we're in So intercede for us And Sayyidina Adam, he will mention his mistake ربي, You know, I disobeyed Allah when I ate from the tree nafsi نفسي نَفْسِي He'll he said, I'm just worried about myself إِذْهَبُوا إِلَى غَيْرِ إِذْهَبُوا إِلَى uh, Sayyidina Nuh Go to someone else, go to Sayyidina Nuh Prophet Nuh Ali salam. They will go to Prophet Nuh and again they will beg him to intercede for them and he will say, Nafsi, Nafsi. They will say to him, Anta awal Rasul. You're the first messenger sent to Ahl Ard, sent to the people. Please, like, intercede for us. He will say, Nafsi, Nafsi, Nafsi. I can't intercede for you. Go to someone else, go to Sayyidina Ibrahim they will go to say Ibrahim salam anta wa khalilu anta rasulullah wa khalilu you are the messenger of Allah and Allah's friend intercede for us and he will mention mistakes he made he will say nafsi nafsi myself 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 i'm only worried about myself i mean imagine imam al-qutubi said if the the prophets were scared what about us subhanallah maybe somebody's asking why are these prophets mentioning their sins if like you know we believe that the prophets were divinely protected. Imam Ejidin Abdul Salam said the only prophet who knew he was forgiven was Sayyidina Muhammad this is from the khasais of Sayyidina Muhammad then he will tell them go to Musa salam. and they will go to Musa and he will say you know are you the one Allah blessed you and favored you with his message and with his words intercede for us and he will mention mistakes he made and he will say nafsi, nafsi, nafsi I'm just worried about myself, go to Someone else go to Sayyidina Isa, they will go to Sayyidina Isa and they will say, You know, you are Kalimatullah, you are the kun, which Allah said, Fa kun, you were created. And Allah breathed His spirit into, you know, the life into your mother, and you were created in this way. And you are the one SubhanAllah had chose for this. So intercede for us, intercede for us. And He, he will say, I'm not for this, nafsi, nafsi, nafsi. Go to Muhammad, sallallahu alayhi wa and they will come to the Messenger of Allah Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam And they will say You are Rasulullah wa Khatimul Anbiya You are the Messenger of Allah You are the Seal of the Prophets The Final Prophet Intercede for us And he will say Ana That's my job Another narration He will intercede And he will seek To speak uh, And plead with his Lord And he will say "Fastaftih, fastaf," فاستف, And he will say and he will see, seek to 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 plead with his lord and he will say i request to speak to my lord and an angel will say to me man ant and i will say he says alayhi salatu wasalam, and the angel will say bika la aftahu li for, for you i was commanded not to open this door except for anybody but you sallallahu alayhi wasallam and then the prophet sallam will make sujood and he will praise Allah in a way that he has never been praised. And he will acknowledge Allah's greatness in a way that has never been acknowledged. And then, then it will be said to him, Ya Muhammad, ifa' rasak, O Muhammad, raise your head, fasa'l, ask. And at that moment, the Prophet wasallam will employ a dua which was given to all of the Prophets. Sahih <speaking in Hebrew> al-Bukhari the Prophet ﷺ said that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala had granted all of the Prophets da'watul mustajabah a guaranteed dua that will be answered. And he said all of them fataajada, all of them raced to make it except me. I saved it for who? He saved it for you man. He saved it for us. He said Ummati. Sallallahu alaihi wasallam. So the first thing that will come out of the mouth of the Prophet Sallallahu alaihi wasallam after he raises his head, Ummati ya Rabbi, Ummati ya Rabbi, Ummati ya Rabbi, my Ummah, my Ummah, my Ummah, Sallallahu alaihi wasallam. And that's why Ahmad Chouki says, "Ida khafatu janaah al asaluhu." azza shafaati lam as'al siwa ummi sallallahu alayhi wa Allahu akbar Allah grant us the shafa'ah of سيدنا محمد sallallahu alayhi wa And Ahmad Shawqi continues and he says wa in taqaddamu tuqwa bisarihatin in if on that day the righteous people the people of taqwa present their good deeds qaddam tu bayni yadayhi abratan nadimi I will present to him sallallahu my sincere repentance my sincere regret and he means for not following him it could also mean I will present to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala my sincere regret my sincere repentance what he's saying is like sincerely with these mistakes and with these errors I will admit to them and present them in a way which is sincere then he says Lazim Baba Amir Amir al- and I clung to the, the door of the leader of the Prophets, and here door means an entryway. By my sincerity and by the love that I reprojected and reattached to Khair, to the Prophet, وسلم, I clung to the entryway of the Prophet and he explains what that means Waman yumsik and whoever clings to the key that will open the door with Allah will be rich. Meaning that the Prophet ﷺ is the door, the entryway to Allah. The keys that will open that door is Sayyidina Muhammad sallallahu alaihi wasallam. Muhammadun Safa bari wa Rahmatuhu wa min khalqin wa min nasami and he says, Muhammad wasallam is the purest creation of Allah and Allah's mercy and benevolence and the greatest accomplishment in the creation of Allah subhanahu wa taala Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. So this poem, mashallah, is really beautiful. It begins talking about, and we've only gone through like probably 2% of the whole poem, mashallah. it's very long. The idea of love, unhealthy attachments... We should be careful of what we attach to awakenings, repentance, reattaching, and then loving the Messenger of Allah وسلم, and seeing the Messenger of Allah's love as key to having the love of Allah and a relationship with Allah. Barakallahu feekum Jazakumullahu khairan May Allah increase us in love for what's good and protect us from unhealthy love. This has been Swiss Cast, the babysitting edition. MashaAllah, I think I have. By the grace of Allah, if you only knew, redefined what multitasking truly is. There is a ball, there is a bunny, there are books, there are diapers, and there's a baby. You want to say salam? You want to say salam to everybody? Oh, no, she's quiet. Barakallahu feekum, wa jazakam, khayran, rahmatullah.